Well, hello! I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am Matt Williamson NFL. I am at WilliamsonFootball.com. I urge you to check me out in both spots. I have been doing this a long time. This is, my, I think, my 17th year in the business, either working for ESPN, for myself as I am now, with the Browns, with the Pitt Panthers, with Director of Football Ops at Akron. All been wonderful experiences, as is talking to you. But, okay. Tis the season of lies. Don't believe anything you hear. It's a golden rule. I've been doing this a long time, as I said, and I know better. But sometimes some information leaks out, whether on purpose or not, from different buildings. And the rumblings of late are the Browns like Josh Allen a lot for number one. And Dorsey, their new GM, has a history of being enamored, preferring the prototypical big-armed, big athletic quarterbacks, you know, the the uh, the easy evals. That makes it sound like he doesn't do his job. But, I mean, the, the prototypes, you know, the big, strong, strapping young men, you know. And by all accounts, Allen's a great guy, highly likable, bright, has the biggest arm maybe on the planet. I mean, I think from what I've seen, he has a better arm then Stafford, Rodgers, Newton. I mean, I think he has, the second he gets drafted, I think he'll have the biggest arm in the league and is in the competition for best arm strength I've ever seen. He's similar to Cam Newton. I mean, in terms of athletic ability and size. Like, I don't think he's, you know, the Mike Allstott-like runner like Newton, but he is a highly effective runner and you can package things in, and you'd be crazy not to, to incorporate him in your running game. Not to the degree of Newton, but you hear what I'm saying. However, so I can see, I mean, of all the players in this draft, he would be easy for a coach in particular who thinks, man, I can fix anyone. And maybe Hugh Jackson is that coach, you know, or... You know, Todd Haley comes over from Pittsburgh and says, boy, he kind of reminds me of Ben. You know, I mean, so I can see what they see in him. You know, this is my point. That being said, I think it would be a massive mistake to take Josh Allen at number one. Even though you have Tyrod Taylor in place, and theoretically, although this never happens, Allen could sit the entire year and learn behind a capable quarterback. From what I've seen, evaluated, heard, read, yeah, he has a big arm, but he doesn't throw with much touch. The accuracy issues are absolutely real. I know his his receivers didn't help him as much as others. And yeah, but he wasn't playing against the 85 Bears either. Misses guys a lot. Does not throw with touch, anticipation, accuracy and the other qualm I really have with his game is I don't like his pocket presence I don't think he feels pressure I don't think he does a great job of keeping his eyes downfield you know being a pocket player who sometimes runs you know like those are big flaws I mean those are two of the biggest things that you look for in quarterbacks and am I saying that the Browns take him he's a bust no, but I absolutely would not. And I could see, again, I could see the allure 
but I think it would go down as a big mistake. I would take Darnold over him. And I actually think Rosen's probably the, my favorite. I'm still, I haven't yet told you guys this, but I think Rosen's my favorite quarterback in this draft. But it might be Lamar Jackson, to be very honest with you. That's a different, that's a, a different podcast altogether. The nature of this podcast, though, is if Allen goes one to the Browns, and again, everybody lies this time of year, but everyone's in their war rooms and things do sneak out and people are dialed in and, you know, guys like Daniel Jeremiah worked for the Browns. Actually, he took, he took my job the year after I left. You know, and a lot of these people know people in the, those buildings and you hear things that are true. And again, I can understand with Dorsey's history why the Browns might take Allen. The nature of this podcast, though, is what if they do? What sort of ripple effect does that have through the draft? So let's say they turn in their card. The commissioner holds his jersey up. Allen comes out with his nice new Browns hat. Allen on the back of his jersey with the first pick. The Browns take Josh Allen, quarterback, Wyoming. Now what? See, now, I think the Giants switch gears and instead of Eli's got three more years, we're going to take Nick Chubb here. Not Nick Chubb, the other Chubb, Bradley Chubb. I think they say, screw it. Sam Darnold's on the board. We're going to go get him. I think that's how it goes down. And it then also becomes much more difficult for a team namely the Bills, to get to two then. You know, if Darnold's there, my hunch is the Giants, and this is just my years of learning how the draft goes and what I'm hearing, I think they totally change gears and say, we couldn't believe we got the number one player on the board and our number one quarterback, we're just going to take him and maybe Eli has two or three years left or... Maybe we're on the phone with the Jags saying, hey, you want Eli after we took Sam Darnold? Um, so I think that goes down that way. And therefore, I think the Bills then have, and the other teams too, but really the Bills, have a much harder time getting up to two. You know, who else would be in the market to get to two? I mean, Arizona? Yeah, theoretically. But they got to go from 15 to two. I mean, that is pricey. I've been saying the Ravens should get up to go pick a quarterback, but from 16 to 2, that ain't going to happen. I mean, the Bills from 12 could get there because they have number 22 and other picks as well. Uh, Miami from 11, I don't. I think that would be foolish. I mean, I, I understand they might not. You know, we've talked about Miami. So, let's say it goes down that way. And again, I'm not really mocking things up. I'm just sort of saying... Chances are, and this is how the tea leaves start to shake out. We know the Jets at three are taking a quarterback. I mean, maybe they end up with Arnold. I mean, I guess that would be possible. If I'm wrong, if the Bills or the the Browns go Allen at one, Giants still say Eli's good. We're gonna stick them for three years. I'm taking Chubb, and then the Jets go, holy cow, we got Darnold. Let's run that one to the podium. Otherwise, I think they get the third quarterback on the board, and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt after making this trade from six to three that they better love three quarterbacks. And I assume they do. They're smarter than me. They're smarter than you. But if you only love two and you go to three, 
Doesn't take a math expert to figure out that that's bad business. So I would assume that they would then take Rosen. Doesn't change their life all that much. Maybe they, in this case, get the third quarterback on the board as opposed to the second if they perhaps had them ranked. I mean, if you're the Jets and your war room right now says Darnold 1, Allen 2, Rosen 3, Allen going 1 hurts your chances of getting him, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a stupid thing to say. But there's a better chance then that you get the third guy on your board. Also, there's a better chance you get the number one guy on your board because maybe the Giants pass on him and take Chubb or maybe Barkley, but I think it would be Chubb over Barkley. So, in that situation, sounds likely that there would be three quarterbacks off the board, the top three picks, Allen to the Browns, Darnold to the Giants, unless they still say they're believing in Eli, Rosen to the Jets. Okay. As stated, Allen goes to the Browns. Giants probably then take Darnold, maybe Chubb. Jets take Rosen. So the Browns are back on the board, and they have to be thrilled that at two and three quarterbacks fell because now they get their number one position player on the board, which I don't think he's nearly the prospect of Barkley or Nelson, but I take Chubb there if I'm the Browns. And if Chubb happened to go at two, and then I think I'm looking to trade back. You know, maybe the Bills are a prime example then, and they can get their Rosen or their Allen or their Darnold. But if Allen, Darnold, Rosen are off the board and I'm the Browns, I'm thrilled. Even though I think he took the wrong quarterback at one. But we'll talk, we already talked about that. And I think they go with Chubb. Chubb against, you know, defensive ends are just impossible to find. Pass rushers are impossible to find. You put him opposite Garrett for the next five years or whatever and more, I think that's the right choice. As much as I love Barkley... They don't need a guard. I don't think Nelson's at play at four. Barkley's an utter superstar. I've told you I think he's the best running back I've ever evaluated. But you have Hyde. You have Johnson. So it would be interesting if Chubb is not there, though. If it's Allen, Chubb, Darnold. They're the top three. And then the Browns are sitting there. I think it's trade back time. I don't think you take Barkley. I think that the Bills call you up and say, we'll give you two firsts and a second or next year's first or whatever. Yeah, we'll move down. We'll maybe get an offensive tackle like McGlinchey or move back up and get somebody we love at seven or eight. So at four, I think it's kind of chub or bust for the Browns. And that would be ideal for them if we go quarterback, 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 which I think really has a good chance to happen. Then that brings us to Denver, which I also think could be a heavy trade target for the Bills no matter what, which would mean at worst you probably end up with the fourth quarterback, you know, assuming the Browns made both picks, you know, and you couldn't get the four, Browns take Chubb. And I I think the Bills would be salivating to get to five presumably, I guess, to take Mayfield, but maybe they look at it too, like, we only like three. 
they went one, two, three, we're done. You know, like, I'm, I'm going to stand here, stay where we're at, or move up a couple for Mayfield, or take one the second round. You know, but I don't think the Bills are a good fit for Jackson. And I've told you that before, because what we learned, there's the style of quarterbacks they've chosen. They've added two to their roster, the staff. Savage, or not Savage, but Peterman, another pit quarterback who got screwed up. Peterman and McCarron. And they pushed Tyrod Taylor out of the building. Therefore, I don't think they're in the in the market for a Lamar Jackson style. So, if they love four, maybe the Bills can get to five and still get their guy. If you only love three, it sounds like you better get to the Giants pick at two or the, or the Browns pick at four. But if Chubb's on the board, I don't know if the Browns get out of that move. So, if we're the Broncos and Allen, Darnold, Rosen, Chubb are gone. Personally, I don't like Mayfield enough to take him there. I think that's too early. I would have a real coin flip between Barkley and Nelson. And you guys know for my site, WilliamsonFootball.com, I'm writing all these state of the, you know, state of the Broncos address. That's what I'm gonna turn in tonight. And I just really broke down their offensive line and basically came to the conclusion that they're one guard away from having a quality offensive line. You know, that Paradis at center, Leary at one guard, Bowles, Valdir, Watson isn't great, but the tackles are good enough, or at least there's a plan in place. But if you threw in a Pro Bowl stud rookie guard, whoa, you know, now we got a line. You know, like, then all of a sudden the Valdeers and the tackles and stuff become your weakest link, not that second guard spot. The interior would be awesome. But Barkley would be awesome too. But I like Anderson and Booker. You know, I also think Denver really needs to find a replacement for Tlaib. I think that I don't think this is a direction they would go, but I still think a guy like Roquan Smith would be in play for them. You know, I think that they've never really been athletic enough at the linebacker position, but they did bring that back Davis. So maybe they're a trade back candidate anyway, and maybe they could get Nelson or Barkley a pick or two later. But I don't think so, because that brings me to these next three teams where the Colts, the Bucks, and the Bears, they're loving if three quarterbacks go one, two, three. Because the Colts, three quarterbacks are off the board. The Colts then sit there at six and say, Nelson, Chubb, Barkley. I'll take any of those. All of them fill massive needs. All of them have our highest grade on the board when we're picking. And maybe they get a chance to pick two of them. Probably not. I mean, four quarterbacks would basically have to go off the board for that to happen. And I don't think Chubb will be there at six either way. Because I don't think, like we said, I don't think the Browns pass on him at four. And the Giants very well could take him at two. But the reality is, Quentin Nelson or Barkley would be huge helps to the Colts. And I think you just take that pick. I mean, you have all those seconds from trading down. I don't think you really listen to offers. I think you just grab the blue chip player. Boom. I think that's mostly true for the Bucks as well. They need a little more good fortune to go their way. But if Nelson, Barkley, or 
Chubb, who I think is the longest shot of the three, is still there at seven, you just take them. I mean, that is the perfect situation for you. Otherwise, you're in a little bit of no-man's land. I mean, my favorite defensive player, to me the best defensive player in this draft, is Derwin James. That would fit a need. That's what I would do, but I don't think that most agree with me as him being the number one defensive player in this draft. I think you could take Minka Fitzpatrick here. I mean, their secondary absolutely needs work. Uh, I think Denzel Ward would be in play. But if all three of those are equal, could you move to 10, 11? You know, if some if Baker is still sitting there, Mayfield, and the Dolphins at 11 move up to 7, or the Bills at 12 move up to 7, and you still land a quality secondary dude, that could be the case too. The Bears, to me, are pretty cut and dry. Like... I look at the Bears and say, there's three guys to me that I think have a chance to be the Bears' first-round pick. Nelson, and that's the easiest one. First of all, I don't think Barkley can get past seven, so I'm done talking about him. He's going to go, I mean, the Bucs can't pass on Barkley. Imagine him in that offense. The Bears is the same deal. Like, Quentin Nelson's there, done, run to the podium, keep your fingers crossed the whole time that he gets to eight, it's possible. He's a guard. He could get to eight. Denzel Ward. I mean, they certainly could use a corner. Corners are valuable. He's the top pure, 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 pure corner. I guess Minka would also be involved. And I, I guess I kind of overlooked him. But the reality is, if I'm the Bears, I think I go Nelson. And if he's not there, I take Roquan Smith and say... You're our next Erlacher, Singletary, Butkus. You know, I mean, obviously that's pretty high praise. Those guys are Hall of Famers. But you lead the Bears defense for years and years to come. You're the man, you know. The Niners, I just want to do the top 10 here, by the way. We're not going to do the whole draft in this fashion. I just want to kind of talk about the top of the draft. The Niners are harder for me to predict. You know, like I look at the Bears and say, Nelson or Roquan. And... Maybe a corner. But really, Nelson or Roquan would be my approach to that. And obviously, this gets harder the further away you get from number one. The Niners could basically still go any way. And even could trade back a little. You know, I mean, that's not a terrible move. Especially if Baker Mayfield's still on the board. Then all of a sudden, I mean, if Mayfield's on the board at like, you know, if, let's say, you know, the Bucks run the card up for Barkley or somebody like that. The Bears run the card up for you know, Nelson, and the Niners are sitting there with Baker Mayfield on the board, all of a sudden, it's not that, it's not impossible for the Dolphins at 11, the Bills at 12, the Cardinals at 15, and maybe even Lamar Jackson fits that mold. I mean, I personally think he would. I think he's my, you know, he's very, I like him better than Baker Mayfield. But a quarterback then becomes within striking distance if you're those middle of the first round QB needy teams. Baltimore, I keep thinking Lamar Jackson's going to end up in Baltimore. Then I think if I'm the Niners, there isn't a guy here probably that's just jumping off the page to be part of my team. Maybe a Tremaine Edmonds, and you use them all over, you blitz them. Maybe a Denzel Ward. Maybe a Derwin James, because I love Derwin James. But they got Jaquiski Tart. Um, if there was a stud edge rusher, that would be great. If there was a stud wideout, that would be great. There won't be either. 
You know, I mean, they're not going to. I don't see any other real position on offense they would go with with what's available. Um, defense, yeah, maybe Roquan yeah, and put him, you know, next to Foster for years to come. But the Niners have are going to have some cards in their hands, and my hunch is there's going to be some teams asking to get to nine. All right, last pick I want to talk about is the Raiders. They need everything. I mean, well, they need everything on defense. I think the ideal Raiders pick that's realistic is Roquan. You know, be our new leader. Every down guy. Edmonds would scare me a little bit because I think if you're the Raiders picking a defensive player, you can't miss. I, I would, I, I want to be safe here. Not, that's not a knock on Edmonds, but I think Roquan's much safer than Edmonds. Ward would make a lot of sense. Minka would make a lot of sense. But I think it would be a linebacker. Um, I don't think they go offense. I mean, if the Raiders are 10, I almost 99% believe it's a defensive player. They usually want big corners, though. I mean, if you if Paul Gunther's taking over there, and if, and if he brings the Bengals mentality, the Zimmer mentality, the Marvin Lewis mentality, they may not love Ward as much as we think they should. You know, generally they want six foot, 195 long arm corners. Um, they also like big dudes up front, but they also like Geno Atkins types. And I know this is early for Maurice Hurst, but I don't know if that would be an awful pick or Vita Vea, you know. So Smith would be my target if I'm the Raiders, but if he ended up in Chicago or San Francisco, I'm the Raiders. All those other names to me are kind of the same. I'd be in the market to move down a couple spots too, you know, and pick up some more picks to hopefully help the defense. So that was fun. I mean, is Allen going to go one? Is any of this stuff going to be relevant? I don't know, but it's certainly fun to talk about. And I do think there's probably a little fire with that smoke with Allen going to the Browns. And I do think it would have a ripple effect. You know, that if Darnold is a lot of teams, number one player, Giants, Jets, that there all of a sudden becomes a really good chance that Darnold's in the Big Apple next year and maybe Chubb then doesn't go two and then maybe he goes four and all those things we spelled out. So this was fun. See you.